Hello, my name is Pastor Mark Sturmer with The Church International, and I would just like to say welcome to our podcast. I know God wants to use this to speak something very positive into your life. I know this will encourage you, help you grow in your walk with the Lord. And look, if you enjoy this, leave a review, make sure you share it with someone, and go ahead and subscribe so that you won't miss out on any of the messages that God wants to communicate to you. Well, look, God bless, get ready, lean in, and watch what the Lord is about to do. This summer, we had a great summer. The first thing that we did is we took some students on a mission trip to Mexico. Somebody said, Pastor Sam, you're crazy. It was amazing. It was an amazing time. And right after that, we started our summer internship uh, that we do every year. Uh, summer internship is, is something that exists to provide students with opportunity to leave a lasting, long legacy. Uh, during these five weeks in the summer, uh, we add value to a student life and their relationship with God. Uh, not only that, we, we mentor them uh, through a relationship, uh, develop their skills. Uh, and students have an opportunity to decide whether they want, they want to be next-gen or media or pastoral or administrative. But they, they spend this five weeks with us, and we get to pour into them. And I just think there's something special about a student who decides, I can do anything this summer, but instead, I want to give my summer to God. That I want to serve the house, and I want to serve the kingdom. I think God honors that, and and today we are going to graduate those students, somebody. And uh, so before we do that, I want to introduce Cody Broussard, preacher. She was our director this year for internship. She did amazing. And Cody, I just want to say you did an awesome job. Uh, we was walking, we was at a meeting, and, and I was like, Cody, what you doing this summer? She's like, nothing. I said, well, you're going to be doing something. <laughs> You're going to be over this internship. She's like, oh, my God. So thank you, Cody, and you did amazing. Yeah, when Sam um, asked me to step up and do this, I was like, absolutely not. That is out of my comfort zone. That is not for me. Um, but he pushed me and encouraged me, and so did some of our other um, youth ministry leaders, and just really asked me to just step up and step out into what you know God was calling me to. And then it's funny because I spent the whole summer doing the same thing to these kids. And pushing them to get up on the altar, to do flow, to lead prayer, and to really just step into what God is calling them to. And when I was reflecting on that, that's just such a picture of what this youth ministry team is and how you've set it up and you've led it well. Um, but it's not just about us discipling the students, but us also being discipled and then raising them up to disciple others. And um, it's just been an incredible summer getting to know each of you guys on a deeper level and seeing your heart for the Lord, and um, it's just a blessing to be a part of. Um, so we are going to honor each one of these guys. First up is Ava Peppers. Oh, Ava. You are so intentional with everything you do. There's such a hunger about you to learn the things of God and to see what he has for you. And at such a young age, that's just an incredible thing to see. Elijah Melanson. So if you don't know Elijah, um, 
Elijah raps. Um, he's pretty good. I'll give him that. But um, Elijah, you've stepped up in a lot of ways, like through this past year in general. And um, we've really watched you grow and become a prayer warrior. And uh, we know that wherever you end up, you're going to do amazing. Elizabeth Langston. Elizabeth has Sam begging her to be on his creative team because that is this girl's gifting. But you are just so sweet and kind and just, again, just such a willingness to do anything asked of you and just so, <laughs> just like the most amazing interpersonal skills for somebody your age. It's just incredible. Gracie Ballinger. Uh, you are by far my quietest of the students <laughs> but I just sense that God has a really high calling on your life and you just need to keep being obedient keeping faithful doing the things that you're already doing and he's going to really bring you to some amazing places Gracie Prey. Gracie, you've just stepped up as a leader in every way possible, and you've done it, and you've done it well, and I'm so proud of you. Kaylee Pierce. getting to know you this summer. We talked a lot about evangelism and I've seen your heart for that and you have such a gentleness with it and I really think that God is going to use you to reach people that you never thought in your family and in your school and um, I just want you to walk confidently in that that he can use you to reach the people that you didn't think you could. Jory Grenier. very quiet but when you speak you bring the house down you are just such a deep vessel and um, you remind me of the story of Mary and Martha where you're the Martha you're the one that just wants to sit at the feet of Jesus when everybody gets caught up in the busyness and the doing you're the one that just wants to sit in his presence and I admire that about you Michaela Jones. Um. <laughs> Michaela, every leader in youth all sees something incredible in you. God sees something incredible in you. He has something for you. And I want you to really lean into that and keep going forward and stay in the vine and keep on doing what you're doing. I'm going to cry. <laughs> but when we put hands on you and we pray for you, we just feel the spirit of God all over you. And I know you have a big future ahead of you. Ryan Citadel. Ryan Citadel. 
Ryan said it all. <laughs> um, Ryan, the first day you told us that you wanted to stay in ministry, be a youth pastor, and when we watch you interact with the other students, you have so much intentionality in including the younger ones and um, just making yourself available to them, and that's just so incredible to see at your age, and um, you're going to do great things. Last but not least, Sarah Sadie Tomplay. Sadie, my little class clown in the best way. Um, Sadie just brightens up a room and brings so much joy, and um, you don't take much seriously but you take Jesus seriously. And when you spoke, you just had such a richness to the things that you shared. And uh, it was great having you be a part of everything. Come on, can we give it up one more time for our intern of 2023? I just wanna say how proud I am of them. You guys did an awesome job. Listen, we put these guys through some stuff this summer. And they handled it very well. And all of them, you guys, I'm just so proud. And I feel like a proud dad at this moment. I just want to cry. You know? But you guys did awesome. And here's what we want to do. We want to pray for them. And, and, and if you can just stand up and just kind of uh, pray with us. Cody, I'm going to ask you to pray for them as we dismiss them. Father God, I thank you for each one of these students. God, I thank you for their life, Father. I thank you for their passion for you and your house, God. I pray that they remain in your kingdom, God, that they become vessels of honor, Father. Father, that they will take the gospel further than we could have, Father, that their generation is not dead, Father, that their generation is alive and it is on fire for you, Jesus. God, I pray blessings over them, Father. I pray that you would start to develop their gifts for you, Father, that they would use them for your glory, God. God, I thank you for the anointing on each and every single one of them, God. May the Lord bless you and keep you that he would make his face shine upon you. He would be gracious to you and lift up his countenance upon you and bring you peace. Amen. Come on, one more time for the interns. Great job, great job, great job. So that was what we did this summer. Mission trip, internship, and then summer camp. I want to show you something real quick. We have a responsibility not just to keep the gospel inside of us, but for us to be able to take the gospel to people who need the gospel. If you will go all in for Jesus, I wonder what God can do through you.
Sing Battle. That's gonna be mad lit. I'm not gonna lie. God has made you on purpose, for purpose, by a specific purpose that only you can fulfill. When the Lord has done something great in your life, you should want to share it. not only to impact us but to impact the entire world come on I don't know if you think that's normal but that's something incredible and I will shout to God the Bible said when one person give their life to Christ that the heavens rejoice how much more do we need to do the 39 students decide to give their life to Christ the 39 students decide I want to leave my eternity with Jesus well, that's special in this society. That you have kids that say, listen, I want to spend the rest of my life with Jesus. And I want to say yes to the calling that he has for me. I want us to understand that that's not normal in this society and culture that we live in. That that is special. And as a church, what I want to do this morning is challenge us a little bit on how we can raise the next generation. Because they are important. We're celebrating 39 salvation. And 29 students decided, listen, I want to get baptized. That I want to get baptized, and we're going to be baptizing those students across all our campuses. This weekend and next weekend. Come on, that is special. And we should thank God for that. I was, after summer camp, I began to raise some of the in, uh, uh, testimonies from students on Instagram. And I'm going to read a few. This is from Caleb. Uh, Caleb said this camp was really about having the courage and the boldness to chase after the one. This is what we are called to do as believers in Christ. I challenge everyone to be world changers, not just to keep your faith inside, but to go out and express it to the world. Carter say this, that I've made the best decision of my life and rededicated my life back to Christ. He said, without him, I was lost, I was broken, I was alone. But he changed my life. He shines a light like no other. He is a God of hope, a God of joy, and a God of love. I am unashamed to declare Jesus as my Lord and Savior. 
for he saved my life. Nick said this, on July 20th, 2023, I was saved. That has been the greatest day of my life. I want you to understand, this is a student talking. That has to be the greatest day of my life. And my eyes has been opened to the ways of God. Instead of just being a Christian, I can confidently say that I am a follower of Jesus. Come on, I'm going to bring up Cece. I want Cece to give her testimony of what happened this summer at summer camp. Cece, you shared a testimony that was so powerful. And I just want you to share with the church. So I'm just going to jump right into it. I grew up in the church all my life, but when I was younger, all I would really do was just sit and stand around because I was confused on to why I wasn't feeling the same passion as everybody. This went on for years, and because of that, I started to drift away and succumb to the things of this world because I just felt alone. And it also kind of felt like a chore for me to eventually just, just to come to church and praise the Lord. I struggled with watching things I wasn't supposed to. I had bad trust issues from the town I grew up in. And I honestly thought I was a part of the LGBTQ plus community because I thought I had no identity, so I only know that to give me one. But then I went to summer camp. It, at first it was for the wrong reasons so that I could have fun, be with my friends and be away from home. And then Thursday morning during quiet time, I asked God, if you're here and you care for me, help me and give me a sign. The first night was really good. Pastor Cindy was talking about doing it for the one and chasing and reaching for the one. But nothing really happened for me with that. The second night came around and Pastor Brandon Rochelle was preaching about are we freeing or are we fleeing? And I felt something in me reacting to that and reaching out to it because I had been fleeing for so many years because I thought my prayers would go unanswered or I just, I just felt really alone. Then an altar call was made by Pastor Sam to come up for prayer and prepare to battle things either personally right now or at home. I went up and I asked God, if you're here, please just give me a sign. Then Pastor Sam said, stand up if you don't know where you're going after you pass away, or if you don't know if you're saved, or if you want to become saved. And I thought, of course I'm saved. I'm doing what God wants me to do by coming up to the altar for prayer and trying to change. But then I heard three words said so distinctly in my ear. Are you really? After that, I realized I don't know where I'm going and that I would most likely be going down and not up if I wasn't saved. So I stood up and I felt so nervous because I saw people who I thought that they thought I was saved and going to heaven, but I saw happiness in their eyes and not sadness. I was prayed over and Pastor Sam touched my head twice. The first time he touched my head, I felt such a pour into my spirit and such love. The second time he touched me, it was just so overwhelming that all I could do was just fall to my knees and cry out to God saying, thank you, God, you gave me my sign. After that, I thought, how powerful is God that a single touch from a person can make a person fall onto their knees and cry out saying, thank you, God. After that, I decided to rededicate my life. Next service, I'm getting baptized. I posted... I posted on my Snapchat story, which is where my friends are from school who are 
part, people who are worldly saying that I'm no longer a part of the LGBTQ plus community and that I'm saved by the love and Holy Spirit. And now I'm up here facing my fear of talking in front of people, standing here, only helping people come to the same revelation as me. Come on, can we praise God? Can we say, God, thank you? Thank you. That just some of the testimonies that we've been able to read. And, and we have leaders meeting with students uh, right now. And we're just processing what happened and what God is doing into the next generation. God is good. God is good. Uh, so what we're doing next, uh, we have uh, uh, something special that we've created for after camp. Um, it's called uh, Camp is Over What Now? Because what we realize is uh, often when we come back from camp and everyone is on their camp high and there's something happened where they start drifting off. So uh, we, we made a plan this year uh, to be able to walk students through the next few months uh, to make sure that their faith, that the moment they have with Jesus is just not a moment, but it's a movement in their life. And, and a few things that we're going to be doing is, number one, uh, tonight we're having our uh, after camp service. Uh, so parents, if you have a student, make sure that they're tonight. Uh, well, we're going to be giving them some information on what to do next with the faith that they have now. Not only that, uh, all of our Dream Team members uh, will be there tonight where they can actually um, start serving with them. So we're going to have the parking team, the children, everyone, right? Uh, and so they can meet them uh, and, and register to be able to serve. Um, and, and then I'm asking students to meet with their C group leaders and their, and their mentor to really kind of process what God is doing. And, and to be able to walk with them for the next few months to make sure uh, that they stay uh, on that straight path. And, and then also, uh, if you have a student going to the sixth grade um, who is going to be joining us at youth, uh, please come meet me outside in the foyer right after this. And my team and I would love to meet you and kind of give you some more information about it. Come on. That is some great stuff. the question that we got to ask ourselves is this is why is all of this important why do we do summer camps every year why do we put on uh, conferences every year why are we so passionate about the next generation why do we put so much resource into what's happening in the next generation and before I, I answer that I want to give you a few stats uh, for you to understand. Number one is this, that we only have about a 4% of students or uh, Gen Z who actually believe that the Bible is true. Only 4%. This is not 4% of everyone. This is 4% of those who claim to be Christians and are in Gen Z. They believe that the Bible is actually true. And then what we find is it's only 17% of young adults who are committed Christians. That is amongst who are called themselves Christians. The only 17% of them actually are committed Christians. 
me is as we do more studies and I study about this generation, what I find is more young people are more confused than they are about those who are sure about the truth and what is right and what is wrong. So what do we, why is all of this important? Because this stats for some of us can be devastating. If you're looking at them numbers, you're like, my God, what is happening? And some people will see that. They will stop what they're doing. But I just want to tell you as the church, we see that and we see that as an opportunity for us to be what Jesus wants us to be to a generation. That we have decided that we'll no longer be a part of that number. That we're going to do our part in this community at the Church International. That we're going to reach every student that we can. That we're going to do everything in our power to make sure that Jesus is heard from every generation, from every student in every community around us. Around us, so if you're taking notes, the title of the sermon today is It Takes a Village. It's going to take a village. Judges 2 and 10 said this, after the whole generation has been gathered to their ancestor, another generation grew up who knew neither the Lord nor what he has done for Israel. I want to read it one more time. After the whole generation had been gathered to their ancestors, another generation. So there was a whole other generation who grew up and they didn't know the Lord or what he has done for Israel I want us to really understand that that there was young people who was who rose up and because people were quiet about what God has done that a generation didn't know who God was and didn't know the works that he has done that there were people who were so silent about their faith that a generation rose up and they didn't know anything about what he has done in their life. Uh, and, and this verse is, is for me, he says that we have to be so intentional. The passing on the gospel to the next generation is not going to be by accident. That we have to be intentional about passing on what God has done in our lives. That we're going to have to make a decision that not, not only will I say I want the next generation to know Jesus, but I'm going to make sure my calendar reflect that. That I'm going to make sure my actions and what I'm doing actually reflect that. I have to be very intentional about passing on the gospel to the next generation because if you don't, then who's going to do it? If you don't, then who's going to do it? Can I tell you this? Someone is preaching the gospel to them. Either it's going to be you or it's going to be the gospel of the world. Either it's going to be you or it's going to be society. But someone is influencing and leading the next generation. I just wonder if we have some people this morning who would say, hey, I'm not going to let the school decide who they're going to be. I'm not going to let the opinions of their friend decide who's going to be. I'm not going to let what they think decide who's going to be. But I'm going to let what God has done and what God has said to, for them to be who they want to be. That God has called them. We've got to do a part as a village do that and what we see in here is that didn't happen so a generation grew up 
not knowing who God was and what he has done for Israel. And we see the consequences of it. That it was tragic. Pastor Mark asked me to talk about how to raise the next generation. And from a youth pastor standpoint, I just have three points. And when I began to think about this, I thought about the messages that Pastor Mark and Pastor Cindy preach. And number one, Pastor Mark preached a message go, hey, this is, this is why we do this. And then Pastor Cindy preached a message called, a monkey see, monkey do. And then Pastor Mark, a few weeks ago, he preached a message called, spiritual parenting. And I said, if we can just go back to these messages, this is how we raise the next generation. This is how we, and, and, and I, I begin to think about this, the three people in my life that uh, eats up on my food and give me headaches right there. You know, that just stresses me out. Ryan was talking about, I want to be a youth pastor. I said, you sure? <laughs> You're going to get gray hair before it's time. But I began to think about them. And God gave me a picture on how we can raise the next generation. Number one is this. If we got to lead with the why. But if we want to raise the next generation, we've got to lead with why I want to tell you a story about Brianna uh, I met Brianna uh, about two years ago and, and she came to church for the first time and she was in the forest she was just looking around and if you don't know me if I see a new student I'm like all right <laughs> I'm like hey you want to come to youth you know <laughs> what's your name you know I'm trying to figure out who this new student is and, and I can tell she was just looking around I was like hey you you've been here before she's like no I said my name is Pastor Sam and I'm the youth pastor here she's like nice to meet you I said, hey, you should come to youth tonight. And she said, what is youth? And then I took the next 20 minutes to explain to her. And she's like, okay, cool. I'm going to come tonight. And she can't that night. I was like, okay, great. First step, down, right? And we was having conference two weeks later. So I was like, you should come to conference. Now, I'm going to tell you this. She gave me permission. She lied to me and said that I don't have enough money (laughs) to pay for conference. And I said, don't worry about it. Somebody already paid for you. And she's like, all right, I guess I got to come. I said, yes, you got to come. And she came to conference. And she gave her life to Christ. And from that day, she really just became a part of my family. And my wife and I, we just took the responsibility. So you know what? Whatever you need from us, we got you. And a few weeks later, this is Brianna preaching in Rain Girls. Come on, she's bringing a message to the next generation. But I've got to ask you a question. What if that person never decided that I want to invest in the next generation? Because that person didn't know who Brianna was. And when we lead with our why, what we do is we begin to fall in love with someone's potential before we know their name. Before we know who they are, we just know what God is doing. We just know what God is calling us to do. And we move on what God says do because we never know what's on the other end of the investing that we're doing to the next generation. And maybe this morning, Brianna is teaching your student and you're the one who gave her the opportunity to go to conference. Because when we lead with our why, we really do it for the love and the honor of our Heavenly Father. We do it for the love and the honor of our Lord Jesus Christ. 
and for the love and compassionate for humanity. Number two is we've got to lead with our actions. We've got to lead with our action. I want to show you this picture of my mini-me. He's wearing the same shoes that I'm wearing today. <laughs> and really, that challenged me. I began to think about often the next generation do not learn on what we tell them, but they learn from what we're doing. That they're going to observe everything that we do. So the question I've got to ask you is this. What actions are you teaching the next generation? Because if your mouth says one thing and your actions say something different, then they're going to follow what you're doing. Whatever you prioritize, the next generation is going to minimize. But whatever you don't prioritize, they're going to... I'm sorry, whatever you prioritize, they're going to maximize. But whatever you don't prioritize, they're going to minimize. So what action are we putting on for the next generation? Are we showing them the priorities in our lives? That Jesus matters, the people matter, the church matter, the serving matter, the giving matter. I wish shown that with our actions. And the last one that I want to share with you is we have to lead with our spiritual parenting. Uh, I have a daughter. Her name is Samantha. And I remember we went uh, on, a, on vacation and we was in an RV and she kept crying. She kept crying, you know, she's young and couldn't shut up. I'm like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> and I'm trying to figure out how to really just honestly just make her shut up. You know, I was like, trying to go to sleep. She kept crying. And the Lord told me something. I took Samantha outside and I began to play this song, Goodness of God. And she began to just go to sleep. She was falling asleep and I was like, I might just have done something. <laughs> the next day I did the same thing and I, she was like, going to sleep. I was like, oh my goodness. So I began to sing that song to her often. And I would say, all my life you have been faithful. All my life you have been so, so good. Every day you have been. Two years later, my daughter can't go to sleep without the song. And every time you're in her room and you try to put her to sleep without the song, she would tap you. <laughs> and she would point to the radio. She's like, put my song on. <laughs> and if you put any other song, <laughs> she's going to tap you again. <laughs> and she said, I want the same song. But God began to download something in me. That whatever we expose the next generation to matters. We can't just lead a next generation in the way society says we need to lead them. There's got to be some spiritual parenting 
that I want to expose them to the things of God. I want to expose them to the things that God is doing. And I want to teach my daughter about the goodness of God. I want her to know that God has done something in my life. And now you have the faith that you have because of what God has done. That I won't let the next generation grow up and not knowing the goodness of God and what God has done in our life. And I'm wondering if there's a church this morning that will make the same commitment. That I'm not going to let the next generation die without knowing the goodness of God. That I'm going to tell my testimony every single chance that I get. That I'm going to disciple every single chance that I get. That I'm going to pour out every single chance that I get. Come on, can we just stand up this morning? So here's the challenge that I'm challenging the church with this morning. Is that we won't let the raising of the next generation to a department in the church. That this is going to be a village. That as a village, we won't allow what happened in Judges happen to us. That as a village, we're going to pick up our pieces. And we're going to say, I'm going to do my part. God, whatever you have in me, I'm going to do my part of raising the next generation. That I don't have to be a youth leader, but I can invite a student to my house for dinner one day. That I don't have to show up every night at 5 o'clock on Sunday night, but I can invest and I can give to the next generation. Come on, anybody want to make that commitment this morning? Come on, anybody want to make that commitment this morning? Come on, let's sing this song out. Come on, once you're singing like you mean it and you know that God has been good to you this morning. every voice in this place. generation father the next generation will not die without knowing what you have done and who you are as a village father we're going to pick up father God whatever we need to pick up and we're going to raise your generation because you love them father you love them and you have called them so father we're going to raise them to know you and to love you to know the things that you have done Jesus name. Amen. Can we give Jesus some praise this morning? Come on, can we give Jesus some praise? Come on, can we give Jesus a shout of praise this morning? Father, you are good. 
Father, you are good and we love you. Yes, Father. Jesus. We love you guys and we'll see you guys next week.